0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. There's something that happened in Nashville, Tennessee in 1954 that I think about very often. There was a man who had decided to kill himself, and he was standing on the outside of a bridge uh, over the Cumberland River in Nashville, Tennessee. The newspaper, the local newspaper, sent out a young reporter to cover the story. It had gotten a lot of attention; was on the uh, the radios were all crackling about it. And this young reporter approached uh, the man who was about to jump, commit suicide, talked to him for a few moments. And then in a way that, was, that is and was very uncharacteristic of journalists, the young reporter reached over, grabbed the jumper, the potential jumper by the collar, and yanked him back over the railing to safety where the police took him into custody. As the reporter righted himself and sort of brushed himself off, the man who was going to jump turned to him and said, I'll never forgive you. But a life was saved. And a journalist didn't just maintain his objectivity and uh, watch a man jump to his death and perhaps get a good story. He intervened, and he intervened for good. Well, that young journalist was a man who is uh, very dear to me. Uh, his name was John Sigenthaler. Now, you may think when you think of the name John Sigenthaler of the much younger man who is a has been an anchor on cable news television, that's the son of the senior John Sigenthaler. The John Sigenthaler that I knew and um, whom I r- respect so much uh, died this past week in Nashville, Tennessee. He died on on the 11th, July the 11th. He was 86 years old. Uh, I respect him deeply. If you've been following my social media, you can tell that I've set out pictures of he, he and I in interviews and, and, uh, some articles about him. Maybe I'm overdoing it, but, uh, I deeply respect John Sigenthaler. He was an eminent Nashville citizen, a city of course I live in. He founded the John Sigenthaler first amendment center at Vanderbilt university. Um, where a lot of great work is done. Uh, I respect John Sigenthaler because he put himself on the line for his beliefs, and many of those beliefs, not all of them, but many of them are my beliefs. If you've ever seen a movie of the Freedom Riders uh, going into the South during the horrible days of the... Uh, of of the KKK rule and uh, so much of the the racism in Selma and Montgomery and all of those stories that you see perhaps in you know movies like Mississippi Burning and Thirteen Days and some other uh, movies almost almost any movie that has to do with the Kennedy administration um, there's always a scene that occurs um, very very interesting uh, very very violent um, in in which a Kennedy uh, administration official gets on the phone from a bus stop in Montgomery. Uh, the Freedom Riders have ridden across Alabama. They've stopped in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, the, the there's a, there's this Kennedy official and he's calling from this Montgomery bus uh, terminal back to the white house, trying to keep president Kennedy and his brother. And of course, attorney general, Robert Kennedy informed as to what's going on while he's on the phone. Um, Uh, violence breaks out, Uh, whites begin to beat on the black freedom riders and also take a lead pipe to the head of this administration official. Well, you already know that this administration official um, was John Siegenthaler. He even shouted out, I'm a federal agent. It didn't matter. They, uh, he was conked on the head, not knocked unconscious. Um, he was fortunate to have lived through it. Uh, a young man who was knocked unconscious not too far for him, an African-American man, um, was doused with some kind of flammable liquid and set a fire. He did not live. Uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it, was, it was always interesting to know what John Sigenthaler was doing. He um, primarily worked in journalism. But he liked many of the values of the Kennedy administration, uh, served well. He was Roman Catholic and uh, fit well with Robert Kennedy and and, uh, served kind of at his right hand. Um, He uh, was the senior editor of the Nashville Tennessean, a very prominent paper at one point. He later helped to start USA Today. Uh, but what was also interesting uh, was how he advocated so fiercely for open government. He filed many of the lawsuits that have been filed to try to keep government open, keep government information available to the people. We've seen a horrible reversal of this here recently in in, uh, in the last two administrations. But uh, John Sigenthaler fought that, fought to have records exposed, fought to have FBI records uh, opened, fought to, fought to have... Acts like the Freedom of Information Act uh, allow access to government information to the people. Uh, It even got very personal for him. At one point, people, uh, some journalists, uh, were reporting that. John Siegenthaler's FBI record shows that he had had um, sexual relations with a lot of young women uh, in the Kennedy administration and the Kennedy campaigns. Uh, it wasn't true. Kennedy, uh, John Siegenthaler's wife knew it wasn't true. Siegenthaler himself, of course, knew it wasn't true. And so he began to file lawsuits. Um, to have this lie exposed and to have the information made public it made journalists better it made journalists more accountable uh, in fact, he was one of the men who uh, both by via lawsuits and by persuasion uh, forced Wikipedia to begin to uh, source its stories and to require some kind of sourcing and um, and footnoting of its stories because many much of what was in um, the articles uh, of, of wikipedia particularly about public officials was wrong the article about sigenthaler repeated these lies um, about the intercourse he was supposed to have had with young girls and on a much smaller scale my situation's a much smaller scale i too uh, repeatedly had lies in my wikipedia page and thankfully um, if i could prove it to the wikipedia experts or, or editors they would remove that information all of that is attributable to john sigenthaler I think the reason that I was uh, so drawn to him was not just that I think he's a hero uh, of the American Civil Rights Movement. I think he's a hero of the First Amendment. I think he's a hero of uh, passionate, hard-hitting journalism of the kind that we don't have enough of today. I think also he had what Kipling called the common touch. I was interviewed by him five different times in his show, A Word on Words, for PBS, uh, a show, by the way, that he did without salary for many years. He was a brilliant interviewer. He was always interested in what I was doing. I was just a pup when I first met him, um, but he always asked incisive questions. He, uh, he had actually he actually read every book that he um, interviewed about. So he had read all of my books. We interacted about them. Some of the most fascinating fascinating conversations uh, I ever had were with John Sigenthaler before and after the interviews that we did for A Word on Words. Bev and I were just about to have the Siggenthalers over for dinner. We were just landing the date to have them over for dinner uh, when he died. I don't, I don't say that to somehow make us sound like we hang out with the, the powerful and the great. I say it because Bev and I are just average, normal folks, and yet John Siggenthaler was going to come to our house for dinner. He was looking forward to it. He was looking forward to talking about books and literature, and we had even discussed doing a couple of projects together. I. He was a man, a grand old man of a rare kind. Uh, He endured much opposition, much hatred for his supposed liberalism, for his stand on civil rights, for being a a lover of blacks. You can imagine how viciously that might have been expressed back in the day. Um, He was labeled uh, many, many uh, uh, very damaging things for his desire to have open government and honest journalism. He would both force Wikipedia to source its stories and also fire a, a journalist on his staff who proved to be an FBI informant. He was moderate in the sense that he was not hard left or hard right. He was a man who simply believed in American values and justice. I think he's an American hero. It was an honor to know him to talk to him was to have him slap my back and laugh and ask how how you doing big guy and what are you writing these days and he would joke and say anything I can help you with in your writing anything anything you any any interviews you want to do with me of course I'd be writing a book on mormons or lincoln and he'd still joke and say you know do you, do you want to interview me to find out anything more about that story and we'd joke about him growing up with lincoln and so on he was a good man he had a sense of humor uh often when we were talking Uh, He would bring up stories from history that I I had read in books and he had lived. For example, I wrote a book, as you may know, on Mormonism and about a little, not so much, the the book was not so much about, but part of the implication of the book was that Mitt Romney uh, needed to be open and above board about his Mormonism and air the whole issue of that, of his Mormonism if he was going to run for president. And so Mr. Siegenthaler and I sort of dropped into a conversation about John F. Kennedy's famous talk about being Roman Catholic and so on. Well, as I was telling him about it, <laughs> talking to John Siegenthaler as though he didn't know and mentioning the parallels between or, or, the, or the comparing and contrasting what Kennedy did with what, uh, what Mr. Romney should have done, uh, Mr. Siegenthaler said, yeah, I was there. And then he told me some things uh, about the background, the backstory of that Kennedy event that I'll never forget and that uh, is a part, a largely unknown part of American history. He lived so long and and lived uh, in relationship with so many of the powerful that that I could actually talk about a defining episode of American history and he would take over the conversation and uh, tell me about what he had seen as he was sitting right there at Kennedy's shoulder. He was a great man. I'm going to miss him. I'm not claiming that we were best friends or fishing buddies, but he cared about what I did, Uh, we were friends, and we might have been greater friends had he lived longer. More importantly, America would always have been greater as long as John Sigenthaler uh, was one of her citizens. I'm going to miss him. John Sigenthaler, dead at 86. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author and popular speaker. Who coaches and advises leaders worldwide? To learn more about Stephen, log on to StephenMansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result, all rights are reserved. For more information, contact us. Through Stephen